0: Shadour Sanders, under pressure, bounces, takes his time, does it, touchdown, Buffalo! Chitty, good cutback, lots of room, he's 40, like a rocket!
1: going on guys it's zach again it's been a while but i'm back with chris and andrew i know they did a pod yesterday or the day before losing track of time but um i wanted to jump on i had some free time and talk with these guys but how are you guys doing
0: better now zach you said hey guys again and it's like when was the last time i'm gonna just we're jumping into this why not zach When was the last pot appearance you made? Not to call you up, but just out of curiosity. Um,
1: Andrew and I did one, was it like a month ago? In December, ago? wasn't it? Yeah, it was about a month ago. November, December, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just been been real busy. Um, and actually right now, I don't know if you guys know, we're pretty much snowed in here. And In Mississippi, you don't get a lot of snow. So when you do get snow, it pretty much shuts everything down. Yep. So um, it was actually probably the worst snow and ice we've had, I could say, in a long time. So, nice. Well, know, it got worked out in of-
0: everybody's favor. Brett right. gets the uh, double dosage of BTR this week. So
1: <laughs> very nice. All right. Well, I don't want to rehash all the stuff you guys talked about the other day here. I, think, I guess it was yesterday, wasn't it? I guess that's when it went live. Depends, um, on,
0: depends on when you push this live, Zach.
1: <laughs> it, you recorded it two days ago. It went live yesterday. Okay. Um, but I don't want to go over the same things. So I are you would- drinking already, Chris? <laughs> that
0: was a uh, like a seltzer, that- like a non seltzer. I do, but that
1: looks like a that looked
0: like a white claw. Oh, you got the you got creature comforts it, and
2: yeah. a white claw, yeah, you're d- double fisting? No, Ooh. no, no,
1: that wasn't a white claw.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I, know um, my, no. I know my I know my aluminum cans when I see them. Nice.
1: Um I know you guys talked TJ Finley, but he had just gone in the portal, and I know there's been kind of news about him going to western Kentucky. I I feel like that's pretty pretty cool. How do you guys feel about that?
0: Nisher, why don't you kick it off?
1: Yeah, I, I think most
0: people have it
2: have it wrong. Um I've only seen I forget
0: who it was. It was Thor mentioned Thor Thor made a mention of yeah, where Thor, he Thor's, would put
2: him. Thor Thor I think is is wrong. Proton hmm. Doesn't have a right. One dude, I forget who commented on and basically talked about on one of the tweets how um, how how garbage Austin Reed was this year after the string of successful and really um, innovative offensive coordinators kind of left and all went to different places and now that they're stuck with this uh, dude Drew Hollingshead like from the from the Mike Leach tree. He's just trying to run like some. Uh, like standard air, air rate stuff, and it just does. It feels kind of stale. It feels not very innovative. And I don't know. The, you watch that offense last year, Western Kentucky, and it just it didn't seem like it worked very well. It um it was I don't know. It, it just kind of felt like it should have been better when you've got two guys who were going in the first rounds of college fantasy leagues and Reed and Quarley, uh, and like other guys flashed on that team too. But yeah, they were like on the greener side. Yeah, the the their pass catchers dealt with injuries, generally speaking. But I didn't see anything at all from a system, from a coaching perspective, that impressed me. When and, and I think we had good reason to expect, like Reed was talented enough in conjunction with Corley to carry that offense and put up really nice numbers. And most weeks they really disappointed. Um, and I think that if we just try to imprint and impress rockstar numbers on Finley based on the outcomes that we saw in Western Kentucky offense in 21, 22, um, 2021, 2022. I think that's misguided. Um, I like I would, if I'm TJ Finley and I'm just trying to find like, and follow like uh, the uh, produ- the previous year's production, stuff like that. Like why not go to Washington state at, where the actual good play caller from 2022, 20, Western Kentucky is and like go vibe with him. That room is so wide open. Like they've got uh Nate's boy, uh John Mateer, but like that doesn't feel like it's gonna stick leading up to the season. I'm sure they're still in the market for the quarterback for a quarterback. So I would have liked to see Finley go there and actually work with like a play collar caller that we know is innovative in a room that doesn't have a lot of competition. Now he walks into like great dude, now you gotta go compete with that That guy at Kane Velcamp who looked awesome. Uh in the bowl game. So I think it's a pretty bad decision all around for Finley. And like, I'm not overly optimistic for fancy purposes going into the year.
1: So he, I, their tweet you guys are referencing was that he would be a top 10 CFF pick this summer. Okay. If you were to say, if not top 10, you don't agree with that, but where would you say he should go then if that's where the landing spot is?
2: I, I don't know. I don't think I would draft him in like the top 20, top thirty rounds because I'm not even sure he wins the job. So
0: yeah, I would say my initial reaction was I wouldn't I don't even think he's like a top 10 quarterback. I perceive that as a top 10 pick like overall, which means he's like QB two, yeah, or worst case three. Um I would probably you know, under the assumption that he wins the job, I would put him around like 18 to 23 in terms of quarterback. Uh, you know, like I, that and that's obviously like he wins the job. You know, to be fair, I don't think I think he wins the job, but it's a lot of what Andrew says, right? Like I I haven't been encouraged by the play calling, right? Like it used to be, well, Western Kentucky's play calling and their style is going to really push the quarterback out of no matter what the talent level is to CFF stardom, and we saw that in year one, but they just have like. Rotated offensive coordinators, and then they landed on like the one that is like still there is just not to the same level. Um, you know, Reed, uh, by Jared's numbers at um C2C, like is like quarterback 17, but that's like a little bit skewed because it's just he played every game. So let's say he's quarterback 20. You know, if Austin Reed mm-hmm. is quarterback 20, am I really like on a per game basis? Am I really thinking TJ Finley is like better? maybe he's a little bit worse. Like, I don't know how you could draft him higher than quarterback 15 with the, the, the amount of options is insane. You know, like I did this way too early mock with Jared. Uh, sorry, buddy. I just took Jalen <laughs> Milrow and he's like the last quarterback taken. So he's like quarterback <laughs> 24. So like, how is, how would you, like, I don't know how you take TJ Finley, a guy that was unsuccessful for many years. Now he goes to a worse offense than Texas State. He's not all that great, and the play calling is sketchy. I don't know how you take him top 15 for QBs. That's just kind of where my – in agreement with Andrew. Right. So
1: just for reference, um, I'm using our uh, Dynasty League stats for just a reference. The number 20 quarterback was Chandler Rogers. 19 was Cam Ward. So if you're going to put him in that – ballpark like I still don't think he'd be better than those two guys
0: if he, I would put him there if he went to Washington State right like, well right right Mateer by the way sounds John Mateer sounds like a statue 6'5, 220 quarterback. 20
1: quarterback like Sean Mannion I have no idea I've never seen him uh, <laughs> and, he's like I think he I think he's got talent with his legs and like the arm is the question and Austin Reed was 21st just for Per game basis, got and per, No, this yeah. is total uh, fantasy points. So I guess oh, this also okay. includes the bowl game, probably. So, yeah, it
0: just, yeah, it probably includes the bowl game, but still, it's pretty. You get the idea, yeah, you get the idea. So, um, it's funny that
2: uh, <coughs> Ward and so it sounds like Ward and Reed pretty much eat were dead even in terms of total fantasy points, which kind of just absolutely blow, blow torch is part of my, my argument, right? It's funny, like. <laughs> Perception. Like, I guess the reality doesn't quite meet the perception in terms of how that's played out, but
0: I don't know. You could argue that Cordley was their best receiver, and he's gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I don't. And Reed at Western Kentucky provided some value on the ground. I think it was like four touchdowns and 100 yards rushing. Like what is TJ Finley's rushing upside? Like it can't right. be much, it's, right? It's probably a negative. Right, I don't see him scoring, but like one or two random touchdowns. If he breaks even, that's probably a win. So that's a significant amount of points.
1: So I'll just give you the stats. So he had 81 yards on 78 attempts, (laughs) and five touchdowns. TJ Finley. So so
0: he's not as he's not as bad as I made it, but I don't know. I was a little. I was shocked. I mean, think about the names that you're putting over uh, Finley. If you Yeah, putting Finley over if you put him top ten pick. I mean, it's insane, right? Top ten,
1: yeah, you're you're mm -mm, no chance. Now, I I don't know anything about it, so you guys tell me. Washington's pretty much depleted, right? I know you talk about Washington State, but Washington's quarterback room is pretty much wiped, right?
2: Yeah, they're 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 gonna get the kid from Arizona, like the true freshman. uh, Oh yeah. Demon Williams, who's supposed to yeah. like he lit up one of the all-star games. And then they've got some other four star who was committed to DeBoer, who hasn't transferred yet, but presumably he'll transfer. Um so yeah, they're 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 they've got like nothing on the shelf. Yeah. Entire office is like gone. I, there was like
0: right. a it went a little bit um viral, uh how like everybody on the depth chart was gone. Right. I was looking at
2: your dynasty uh, roster, Zach, because I thought that it would just meet, be me and you doing this for obvious reasons. Because Chris showed up with five seconds before we were recorded, <laughs> um, and Jonah Coleman, Coleman, Fantrax already has a Washington logo for him, and he hasn't like he hasn't. In, all he's done is enter the portal. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. There's no like pr- like yeah. Everyone kind of thinks he might go there, but like not even the recruiting sites are like doing. I like,
1: just saw that now. Well. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait! Hold on a minute. It's DaQuan Finn to Baylor—that sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm looking at my team. Like, what is—is is this my roster? Um, you think that you think that sucks, You're, dude? Your team looked way better than I expected when I pulled well, up.
2: I was ready to rip it to shreds.
1: I think it sucks compared to being at Toledo. They who they hire? Did they get?
2: Were they the team that got fell for the Spavidol grift this year? Was it their turn? Um, did they hire Jake Spavadol? I
0: think it might. I think it might have been.
2: Yeah, uh, let's see. Yeah, it could work for a little bit. I'm sure like that yeah. the season will crash and burn, but like maybe for the first half of the year, it could be okay. Yeah, Baylor got him, Spab it all. Mm.
1: Yeah, so I guess that's interesting, though. Jonah Coleman with the Washington logo. It looks cool.
2: I love seeing all the new logos on fan tracks. Like after my players transfer, uh, somewhere, like it, like seeing the, the Boise one next to Malachi is, yeah, sweet
1: yeah and like some of these other ones like i didn't even realize they moved but again i'm i've been kind of in and out on on news but the, con- like, the consistency
0: uh the consistency of like the logo changes and stuff is so weird mm-hmm. they've done it for a lot of guys they've jumped the gun on some uh i was looking at it for this way too early draft and i was just like looking through players like colin lacy is going to Louisville, right And then, like, Penny Boone is going to Louisville. They're, like, two spots away in this league when I was looking at, like, Flex players. They have different logos, but they're both Cardinals. They have, like... (laughs) Penny Boone actually has Louisville's logo, but Lacey has Ball State's Cardinal logo. I was like, he surely he didn't go South Alabama to... Ball State. To Ball State. And I was like, that can't be right. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure... And then... Sure enough. So, like, yeah, the consistency is pretty funny uh, with what they're doing. But I don't know. We're beholden to pretty much one site. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: the the team names aren't updating either. I don't understand what's going on with their, like, data tables and shit. Like, they've got some funky things. But, I mean, it's weird because Aiden Childs
1: Childs transferred to Michigan State, I feel like, a long time ago. And they haven't changed his logo yet. So, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And it actually says it in the little, you know, news bio. So it's not like it's up in the air. Anyway, just that's interesting, though. Um, Zach, what do I, you
0: think about uh, TJ Finley? Uh,
1: well, I guess, I mean, I, I liked where he was at. Texas State was was kind of a nice place for him to be. And and it looked like he kind of turned things around. Like, now you're leaving to go to another new offense than when you're not really that talented in the first place. Like, I feel like you stay, I guess he just felt like he wasn't going to win that job. with Laura's coming in, right? That who's yeah. Be- he
0: did that like weird in and out portal dance.
1: Yeah. What, well, would Finley you have? Talking- okay. What,
0: what do you like more? JDL at Texas state or Finley at Texas state? Like assuming both would be the starter in the scenario,
1: which would you prefer? Probably JDL. I mean, that's probably who I would pick, but uh, I oh, don't know. For sure. I don't know. I just – maybe it's just it's the mentality of it all. Like, you were the starter. You had a really pretty good year. Like, there's nothing to say you should lose your job, but yet you feel like you're losing your job, so you leave. I don't blame him. I mean, it's it's today's college football, I guess. But <laughs> I'm not going to go into all that, but it, it just it feels like – when you were that threatened that you're losing your job that you bounced as soon as he transferred in. Like I don't know. But I guess you can't wait to see who wins the job then transfer because you don't have five more years of eligibility. So I get it. Um but yeah, I guess it'll work for him. At Western Kentucky, it's I guess there's always the chance that he could be really good, but I'm not holding my breath for it. So um, oh, a guy I wanted to ask you about, Cam Ward. He I brought him up earlier. Transferred to Miami. How do you guys feel about him?
0: You don't love it in Miami. It's, it's better at Washington. Fine. It's fine. It's <laughs> definitely better at Washington State. Right. Um, but I don't know. Like, Miami's offense was fairly productive, like, at times, right? Like, so it's probably not the worst. But this feels like just such a deep quarterback class that I can't imagine he's, like, in the top for me. Top 20 to 25. So, so It's so crazy, the quarterback, any rankings right now, it's just like yeah. everything is so fluid. But, I, you know, top I 20, to 20 to 25. I was listening to you guys' pod
1: yesterday. I was listening to it, and I was like, it's something I wanted to kind of talk about today was the way the portal has changed college fantasy in general. Like, in Dynasty Leagues, like, you have a good team. Let's say you're like, man, I finished third. I, I My team's all coming back next year. It's going to be great. And then – Half your team hits the portal. Now some might turn out better, some might turn out worse. But like you were saying, I think it was you, Chris. That you're saying like your team has done like a roller coaster of like, oh, they were they. I had a bad situation, then it became good all of a sudden, and overnight it was like, holy shit, I gotta. Get I something.
0: mentioned Caden Velcamp as like this guy that went up and down and up and down, yeah. and it went down again with this Finley news, like literally in the 48 hours from recording or whatever it was recording to this, he literally was like, man, Veltkamp is going to be like a weekly guy for me. And now he's probably not going to win the job. He's going to be tight end eligible by week five.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, look at your team, Chris, I didn't pulled yours up in a while.
0: I don't have it. This is a different dynasty. No, I know I, I'm very running back heavy in my, in our dynasty league and our, uh, original league. Oh, but, your quarterbacks uh, kind of suck. Tyler Shuck and. Berta Bert manual.
1: <laughs> like, I do don't you know. Have...
0: Berta Emanuel could be cool. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, you got Griffiths and Braden Locke. Let's not talk about it. Let's <laughs> the listeners don't need to hear about this. I, I'm just looking at this for the first time in a while. So interesting, interesting, interesting. All right. Um, Oh, okay. Well, I'll jump back onto the Milro thing, Chris. You want to talk about Milro. How do you Yeah, I was yeah, go ahead.
0: I was just curious. You know, like I we there was some C2C slacking last night. Um, and I, th- I just what a crazy turn of a month, right? Like from a top five Heisman contender for next year to like, you know, I took him as like the twenty fourth quarterback in this fantasy draft. Like, I don't I don't know. It feels crazy to me. I don't know. I have this impression or this idea that like, if you're a good college coach, like DeBoer is, you take a guy that took a guy, took a team to the Rose bowl and you can like make lemonade with it. But it feels like some people think, well, you know, Hey, square peg round hole that it's not possible. So I was curious to your guys' thoughts on like how much of value do you think that is? Like, do you think DeBoer can make his offense work for a guy like him? We've kind of touched on it. We kind of touched on it a little bit, but now just Alabama is evolving. Like every single day, it feels like something's changing. So, and Zach, you're here. So I was curious, you know, maybe Zach, you tell me, like, what do you think first?
1: Well, what I noticed watching Washington was Penix was really good down the field. And Milro, if I remember correctly, was actually pretty good down the field. Like it was the short intermediate stuff that he wasn't great at. But like you give him something running down the field, he was pretty pretty decent at it. And I feel like, like you said, with Deboer, if you have that kind of offense, you make you can make that player work. He may not be Michael Penix. I don't think anybody's expecting him to be Michael Penix. Right. But, but right now, everybody's transferring out anyway. Who else you got that's going to come in right away and be the best option? Like I feel like I feel like Milrow could actually be a better passer. Like his his running ability might suffer actually because they don't want him doing that. But you're gonna use what you got in there you know until you get the guy you want. But Andrew. You said Chris that he went
2: like as the second to last quarterback in that draft.
0: The last quarterback in the draft, yeah.
2: That's that feels crazy. Um there's only one the only way he doesn't pay off that price or going even like significantly earlier, right? Is if he just gets benched during the year. Right. If he t- if he starts for DeBoer's offense, even if the offense looks different, you figure he runs enough that he he kind of crushes it from a fancy perspective. Maybe he gets bad vibes, even though like it's from like what sounds like right, he wants to be at Bama, but he gets the the vibe that's just not gonna he's not gonna be the guy. Maybe he transfers out into an awesome fit. Um it feels like if you were just kind of like Play out the progression of the year. There's a lot of ways that that pick pays off, and I don't know. The only way it really doesn't, I think, is if he if he gets benched mid year. So, yeah, I, I like it. I I mean, I I think it could be a lot different than it could look look different and be bumpy at at parts than we might expect. But I think that like there's. Uh, course very real upside and I think that it could hit through a variety of ways
1: well I feel like we've come on here a few years ago and talked about Jalen Hurts the same way like Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts had all this athletic ability and he oh he was he's not a great passer well then he goes to Oklahoma and you're like okay this guy might win the freaking Heisman right oh he does so like Not to say that Jalen Milrow is going to win the Heisman, but he was a Heisman contender, like you said, Chris. Like two weeks ago, left in the season, like you are talking about, yeah. Milrow. Like when he, when they beat Auburn by the, you know, skin of their teeth, everybody was talking about, oh, Milroe You know, he he might be in the in the running for the Heisman. We all knew Penix was a better quarterback, even though Jaden Daniels won it. Milrow was still up there. That doesn't just go away. Like, that ability yeah. just doesn't go away. Yeah,
0: I, I think you made a good point, Zach, in that, like, Melrose seemingly has a great deep ball. You know, like, I don't know the numbers and percentages yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But, like, just from watching, right, like, his best throws seem to be the deep ball. Uh, Andrew makes a great point. Like, he's still going to run enough, right? Like, it's not yeah. like it's not you, ha- away. Don't, you don't have to have designed runs to make yourself have value with the running mm-hmm. game, right? There could be short yardage touchdowns. There can be scrambles. And then ultimately, it's like, if he starts, this is a good coach. Like, I just don't – I think the argument is, like, maybe, hey, there's literally no – like, there's nobody left on Bama, but I just can't see that. Like, if you think that's – if you think Milrow's not going to be great or really good and fantasy, then you should bet the under on Alabama because, like, mm-hmm. they're not going to win nine, ten games with, with, like – bad you know with you know with the skilled players like that so like just bet the under because it's just not going to happen so i don't know i thought it was an interesting thing and it may be another question that's good to, to follow up on this is like where do we fall with like square pegs round holes you know like is there a level of like if you're a good coach like there is a little bit of like a stopping point of like well that's just not going to work with your talent or like a really talented quarterback it's just not going to work with this coach type of thing.
1: My thoughts are a really good coach can make a, can get what he can out of the guy. Even if it's not the guy he really wants, he get the best out of him for that system until he gets the guy that he wants. But Andrew.
2: No. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think that it is a point in your favor of you mold um, your system kind of around your talent. Um, I do think we have to be kind of cognizant of those situations potentially when we're thinking about, um, making draft picks, especially like a quarterback, um, right? Like you're potentially introducing variants where you don't necessarily need to, um, where you don't necessarily need to, I think is if in this case, right with, uh, Melrose, if you're if you're spending like a top 20 qp qb pick on him well i think you can easily break ties in favor of of others um but like at the if his if his price tag is dropping as a result of kind of all the vibes we're getting and stuff like that then of
1: course it becomes easier it's fair anything else to add to milro okay um i want to put you guys kind of on the spot here um there's been a lot of transfers, a lot of big names moving and some mediocre names moving. I guess I'll ask it this way. What, which is your favorite transfer that's happened so far, whether it's for entertainment purposes or CFF purposes, whatever is your favorite transfer. And what is your least favorite favorite transfer? And I'll, mm. I'll start. I'll start.
0: Just Yeah. To- you start. Cause that on the spot, I, you know, to mark a favorite like that is.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, my I'll say I'll start with my least favorite, and the one that I feel like is just it's just going to be a disaster is Riley Leonard at Notre Dame. I think he had it made at Duke, and I thought that like not that he's gonna be bad at Notre Dame, I just feel like his skill set won't be used like it was at Duke, and I feel like that's gonna be I don't know, like Hartman worked out okay, I guess. It was fine, but Riley Leonard, I feel like his he was such like a dual threat at Duke that I don't think he's going to be that for Notre Dame. You guys have any thoughts on that?
0: I, I you know Notre Dame weird because they like never really have like for the most part they don't have like the superstar insane receiver you know player. Every now and then we get one that pops out of nowhere, yeah. right? Which is great. But like, it is an interesting group. you know They're so tight end focused, but they don't really have a tight end. It doesn't feel like so. I certainly won't be on Riley Leonard all that much, to be honest. But yeah, so I can get behind that one for sure. I guess it's one
1: of the bigger names that moved that I'm just like, eh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, it took Jaden Daniels
2: until a like year two with that this OC to kind of uh, be unleashed, um, right? Notre Dame is trying their best to make offensive moves. Like they, It doesn't frustrate me that this happens, that players get pulled into the portal by teams, but it frustrates me how annoyingly, pompously Notre Dame does it. Where like they that multiple times now, the kid enters the portal, puts a do not call tag on his portal entry, and everyone knows he's going to Notre Dame because they offered the kid a bunch of money. Have you seen this shit with uh, Ricky White? No. Uh, yeah, so he um like within the last month stated he's gonna like remain at you at uh what is it? Uh UNLV. UNLV. Everyone's stoked. Uh and rumors start coming out that Neurodame's offering him 250K to go into the portal. He's getting 60 K at uh UNLV and he like boosters and normal people are trying to just make up enough of the difference where he won't, where like he will continue to want to stay at UNLV and it's very much in flux presently. But I, I it really, it annoys me how much Notre Dame flaunts like that and just throw, throws caution to the wind, wind with it. Um, it'd be cool if I don't Well, maybe not cool. Maybe that's not the right word, but NCA brought the hammer down on Florida state for, uh, some some NIL shit like how are you not going to like do the same for Notre Dame when they repeatedly like aren't even trying to be a little bit of cautious with it. Um, but I don't know. I don't know where I don't know where Riley Leonard projects to go in drafts. Like I am i can't say I'm super in, interested. Um, you, I'm, I feel like you could probably drum up a decent argument for him just based on how much he uses his legs. But if he's like going in top 10, 12
1: rounds, I would pass for, I think. So I'll, can I give you my favorite transfer? Yeah, no, it's probably pretty obvious, right?
0: Malachi, Malachi Nelson. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Like you what have I'm,
0: the, by the way, you have one of the coolest transfers in the coolest non transfer. I think Ashton Genesey is the coolest non-transfer out there the fact that it's fair it probably could have gone almost essentially anywhere mm-hmm. and he stayed at boise i think that's the coolest non-transfer but
1: yeah go ahead on malachi i, I well i was i can jump on Genty for a second so i'm wondering if a lot of what Genty's thought process was was like you know boise's put a lot of running backs in the nfl like over the last five ten years or so and he's like if i just keep doing what i'm doing here i'm going to the nfl i don't have to go play it at, at alabama to do that like I'm going to get, I'm going to get run. I'm going to be, you know, my stats are going to be obnoxious. So it makes sense why you would stay. It's not like he's playing in, in like, like obscure, like let's say he was playing at South Alabama, right? Like not a lot of people even going to see him. UNLV. His, well, right. Yeah. It's oh. like,
0: yeah. Who's been coming out of
1: UNLV. Yeah. So it makes sense to stay. But I, I was actually shocked he stayed, but I'm I'm thinking that Malachi News probably like solidified it. He's like, you know what? Let's run it back with this with a court. Oh, he did
0: did the old hashtag run it back?
1: <laughs> oh, you know what? He may have. I I I just kind of made I, think it he did. My, I think he may have. He's something along those lines. But it, it puts a hold on on Breezy for another year, but that's okay. That's okay. We can there, I think there's He's he'll get run. He could no, oh he get, get run. Games. I I actually I'm very
2: interested in taking him later in drafts. Just something happens to Gentian, and like let's go.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. If Gentie goes down. Then it's like this. Dunbar seems pretty cool. So yeah. Totally. Yeah, I'm with you. My my least favorite is probably I don't know. This is gonna be very mainstream. Probably Quinchotten Judkins, like, mm,
1: yeah, I, I don't
0: like, I don't know what a what a drastic drop in like value, like you know, like right. he was a top two or three pick last year. Is he a top even three or four round pick this year? You know, like I already have a don't draft Ohio State flex players rule, so <laughs> it's, it's a pretty weird. I mean, And then the
1: Henderson news—if he's returning, it's just like, I mean, uh, so,
0: well, if he would have gone to Ohio State and Henderson's gone, like that's incredible, right? That's awesome, but right. Henderson was already essentially coming back. So it's yeah. kind of a bummer.
1: So. It's like the next day that like, they put out the news. Oh yeah. He's returning. And You're like, okay, that's great for their team. But for us, it sucks. Anyway, Andrew. Oh man. I'm scouring for a least favorite.
2: And I, I don't we know your most
0: favorite. We know your most favorite.
2: So I, I was going to, I was going to preface with, we talked in the, We talked a lot about uh, Chandler Morris to North Texas, Luca to UNLV. And, uh, JDL to Texas State, so I won't just cop out and go with one of those. I got a real, I got real good under the radar ones. You, um, you already mentioned him, and Zach has the, his counterpart uh, or his re, uh, receiver on his dynasty team too. I am interested in uh, what's going on at Marshall coming into this year uh, with mm. Griffith, Griffiths coming in and Elijah Metcalf going there. That did you know that they're going like super pass heavy? Did you see this? No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hired Continue. um they hired Seth Dagey as their uh as their cool. OC and like all the incoming or maybe not all, but like some of the like incoming uh transfers in like their caption or whatever, like they're talking about air raid and shit. Like and they brought in a few I think they brought in a few different receivers cuz like that uh there's a lot of turnover there. But did you watch any Mel Tennessee this year?
1: No.
0: Metcalf Not, is good, man. Just Metcalf enough to is, get pissed at Holden Willis for hitting him yeah. first.
2: Metcalf I mean. is super slippery. Um, I think he's like perfect slot receiver. Target him ten times, ten plus times a game in an air raid offense, and like let him do. Uh, I think I watched him once, and he's like tiny, but it's yeah, hard. yeah. But he's 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 good too. Like I I'm I don't know what. Maybe I'm more interested in him than Griffiths. I guess because like I just don't know if Griffiths is going to do enough or anything like with his
0: legs. At least so really, less really risk. Him. <laughs> going Metcalf, Let's risk.
2: Yeah, I think I think Metcalf could be fun though. Is he uh, a
1: return guy too? I think he is. Maybe not. That, not that that's a huge deal, but pop for a, Jaylen, a, a You know, Jalen
0: Lane. Jalen Lane was you know, albeit you know, Virginia Tech's offense wasn't anything that special, but like he had a lot of he had plenty of games where he was valuable. He got a little dinged up, but Metc- like,
2: Metcalf's at Marshall now that's what i I'm know saying. but i'm just saying oh, okay. lane
0: was successful in transferring yeah. to vt i would call what oh, Lane I did at vt a successful year like so like metcalf going to marshall like to me probably i mean especially if they go air raid you know i i would consider that i mean you're yeah. you just boosted his adp by like 12 rounds but i know i'm
2: ruining all my early champion series equity um <laughs> least favorite can I go with Eli Holstein? I was kind of excited for the Nate, Nate Yarnell era. I, I thought it was kind of fun watching that dude. Uh, even though the offense is lame, they brought in they they brought in like a fun and exciting FCS coordinator, right? And I thought that we saw enough with from Yarnell, like using his arm, using his legs, being a bigger dude, but not and not being like not like he'll just throw his body around like in a, in a non nardog dog like offense. I, I was kind of interested in seeing how that would play out, but. I'm sure they're just going to let the Alabama kid win the job and not be good. So that's, that's I, one of my least favorites.
0: Typical Andrew fashion. He hates a transfer because it ruins somebody else. Not like <laughs> a great player goes somewhere, but uh, and I'm going to, you know, Zach, you're here. So I got to prop you up and make sure you come back. I think one of the, you know, there's plenty of really good transfers. I think a lot of them make sense. Andrew touched on some and, you know, Dylan Gabriel Oregon is super cool. Like what a great, like left-handed version, it's like Bo Nixon in the mirror type thing. But I think like Cam Camper to Boise is an awesome transfer. Like, I think yeah. we wanted Prince Strahan or whatever to be cool. He's seemingly a big play guy, and you know, probably about it for the time being. But like Cam Camper was valuable at Indiana when healthy. And Boise's got a tradition of just pumping targets towards a receiver one. And if I remember correctly, Cam Camper. It's like pretty tall, lanky, good targets. So, like, I will be on board Cam Camper 100% this year.
1: You don't think Austin Bolt's going to take targets? <laughs>
0: Dude, that, that dream died. <laughs> One knee surgery and two years ago.
1: Oh, I, I figured you'd like that. No, I so. I was excited with that, too. Honestly, like I remember reading... I don't remember. It was one of the Boise riders, and they were talking about, like, yeah, only if we could just get some receivers in the portal. And it was literally the next day Camper committed, I thought. I'm wondering if he knew or he just lucked out and that happened. But um, I think that's great, honestly. I think Strawn's good. Mm -hmm. That's that's how you pronounce the name, by the way, Strawn. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Strawn. Strawn. no, I think he's good. He was, he was a true freshman last year. And, like, I went, actually went to the Memphis-Boise game. And, like, he is – you remember um, – who was the guy they had? Uh, Boldivine back years ago. Like, some guy he, – he was, like, their deep threat. That's all they did. They ran in deep. Anyway, Geraldo Boldivine. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He kind of looks like him, just more athletic. So he's got the deep ball, but he also he can also run the short slants, which I think is interesting at being 6'5". So, you know, Camper, camper – I man, I think Camper's going to be great, but I don't want to harp on Boise too much because – oh, I'll talk about the guy who left Boise, though, Taylor Green, going to Arkansas. I think – I mean, I think it could be okay. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to be better than KJ Jefferson, but – I don't know. We'll see. Um, well, KJ kept- was... This is an interesting, like... I don't know.
0: This whole scenario is really interesting because, like, KJ two seasons ago was super productive, right? Right. From CFF. Mm-hmm. Last year, shit hit the fan. He was hurt, you know, seemingly. It just was a bad situation. Um, Rocket was hurt, so he didn't have any help. But, like, Taylor Green is, like, a is like 2.0 KJ Jefferson, right? So, like, do we like Taylor Green? or dislike him is, is any of this based on kj jefferson is the fact that they're essentially kind of the same player does that help us project it like i kind of i'm in this weird spot where i feel like it would be a good player to pick i'm curious where he'll go in drafts uh so you um, are it feels like we could get some some nice value on it
2: you you need to throw out jefferson's 2023 season because it happened under danny knows as the oc Right, as opposed to production that we saw previously, I Petrino is the OC at Arkansas now, right? Like, I you can imagine, you can imagine the sales pitch. It's like, dude, I coached Lamar Jackson in those seasons, so but I don't don't really understand Petrino's OC style. Like, I I, I just don't get it because you take out the Lamar Jackson years, it feels like all he wants to do is do like not like kind of boring pocket passer type stuff. Like I don't, I, I don't understand what his system is. Uh, so he's what
0: upper, he's what DeBoer needs to be a guy that can mold to his athletic talents.
2: You think that someone needs to actually be like Bobby Petrino? As I think person. Kalen DeBoer needs to be, be like it.
0: Petrino, <laughs> <laughs> okay. from a football being.
2: Yeah. that That, that feels possible. I like, I don't know if it's just, to,
1: I don't know. I just feel like Taylor Green can't throw the ball. <laughs> and that's a bit of a problem. Um
0: certainly possible. He so can flat out
1: fly. There's no doubt about it. The guy can pull away from defenders. Like he's fast. Like he's not quick, but when he gets a full head of steam, there's not people really catching him. So I guess that's I don't want to compare him to Lamar cuz it's that's stupid. Lamar was, he was shifty, but then he also pulled away from people.
0: Like, yeah, I think he was fast and then he was super fast. Right. Um, Okay. So I'm going to break this thing off the rails here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there a certain age where you say like, I can't trust a coach anymore? Like Petrino, right? Like when he coached Lamar Jackson, that was like 10 years ago. Right. Something like that. Is there, can we, Petrino's what, like mid sixties probably? Like, is there a point where we're like, you know what? Like. Sure, Petrino was great offensively with this scheme 10 years ago, but I, you know, I, I can't trust that anymore. Like, is there, a, generally speaking, for a coach, is there a, lane, a line of demarcation where, you know, you can't be president anymore?
2: I think that it's a good guiding principle to some degree. Uh, I used to just draft Richrod players every single year and my, one of my buddies had to pull me aside at one point, and he's like, "Dude, I think the game has passed Rich Rod by. Like, that's why it's not working for you anymore. Like, a, yeah, that's probably a, probably a valid point. But you drop down to CUSA, and you can run your your offense with your uh, with your quarterback that can't throw, and everything's fine. So maybe that's what maybe that's what some of those guys need. Right, just move down a, a half a tier or whatever. Um, did, by the way, did you see Zion Turner to uh, Jacksonville State? Literally,
0: to- literally, was going to ask you about that.
2: The yeah, just incredibly rich rod. Like, we don't care if this guy can if knows what a forward passes. Like, he's running the offense. <laughs> but I mean, I agree. I, large, largely, I agree with. Like, it's a consideration. I think that, it, like, it's valid. Like, these guys have their a lot of these guys have their systems it's worked for them for so long. Um, they're probably not necessarily interested in moving away from what has worked for them.
1: Yeah. I, I would tend to agree like Rich Rod's a great example actually because like Andrew like you always knew if you grabbed some Rich, Rich Rod guys you were probably going to be pretty successful um, and then it kind of just the game passed him by I don't know if that's the way I would put it but I think the game's evolved and he he just kind of
0: He's not evolving as fast as the game.
1: Right, right. That's kind of the way it goes. Do we?
0: Do we think though that like there is some value? Like, do you think Zion Turner is worth one a pick? And two, do you think there's other assets on the team? Like, running back seemed pretty cool once they figured out kind of who they wanted to pound. Right.
2: I um, I still think
1: Smothers takes the opening snap. I was going to ask you if you thought Smothers was if this was a problem.
2: I um when I was compiling like QB depth chart stuff over the last uh, couple weeks I I spend way too much time on Jacksonville State because okay so they have like they have that dude Ashton Fry or whatever his name is who came in because everyone got concussed one game and he's like I think he's like uh, underclassman. And he just does not look like a rich rod quarterback at all. And stuff so, like he doesn't, this dude is not running. He's never like the only way he's running is backward to take a sack. So it, like the skill set, but like he could sling it around. It's just funny watching. Um, And then who they, they have that dude, uh Tayshaun Smoot still around. Like people were high on him and during his freshman year or whatever, like, I guess he's like a pretty high level recruiter or whatever. And has like rich rod type skills, but even like, what if Logan Smothers doesn't have that garbage half that ultimately got him benched for Zion Webb? It looked like he was. It looked like he had taken the job from Webb, and like you look at the game logs uh, and the intra game logs, and it looks like there's a two QB system somewhat here, but I don't think it's really that at all. Um, I think that, like. Guys got hurt, like, as is going to be the case in a Rich Rod offense, right? You're running your quarterback 20 plus times a game. He's going to take shots. Um, and he was, credit to him, with understanding that, like, hey, I can't just ride this guy uh, if he's if he's completing 20% of his passes or whatever. And I guess the quarterbacks were close enough where he made a gut call to go back from Smothers to Webb and then just let Webb kind of do his thing uh, for most of the rest of the year. Um, so I, I think it's like, I don't think that I would approach Jacksonville state quarterback room this year through the lens of like, Oh, it's going to be a two QB system. The big question is more so like, what can what, any QB in that room separate? Um, and I, I think Logan could be that dude. Um, like, like most guys in this room, he could be a little better passer, but I think he's not a non-zero as a passer. And I think, I don't know, he, he's looked, very rich Roddy when he uh uses his fleet feet, if you will. <laughs> I really thought they brought in another Juco kid. Um, I thought I saw like they got some big time Juco commit, but I can't find anything on it now. Um, so it's possible I just dreamed it up uh in a nightmare where I thought that's sm- my that smothers was losing his job, but for the best. Um if the if the competition is Zion Turner who crested the hundred yard mark. I think three or four times as a start when he started twelve games as a freshman, I'll be okay with that. Uh for as a protector of Logan Smothers dynasty uh stock.
1: Interesting. I'm I'm just looking at their their roster. They got uh Jameer Joyner too.
0: Yeah. He didn't he's in year twelve, he's still doing yeah. nothing.
1: And he has quarterback eligibility. So in case you were worried about another guy taking the job. <laughs> um also just kind of flipping here i, I was just looking at the transfer portal because that's a thing and mario williams committed to Tulane.
2: who's the other big time receiver they
1: got they got two uh Tulane.
0: I, yeah i can get it here in a second i do remember what you're talking about it's like uh, give me a second who is it
2: was it an lsu kid that's too easy i don't think it was there was something uh, sick. Or am I in the
1: wrong, I'm in the wrong conference. What am I
0: doing? The Mario stuff is interesting. Like, you know, we Shaz Preston. Um, yeah. mm. the, the Mario stuff is interesting. I don't know. I'm not in on it. Kai Horton's probably the quarterback. And, like, you know, like, I don't know. Tulane's always kind of spread it around, but new coaching staff. So, like, how do they play their offense? I don't consider Mario, like, that much of a... He's more of a big name just because he played at Oklahoma and USC than he actually was like yeah. a big name for production. So I'm probably off on him and except maybe like a dart throw towards the end, but it is an interesting transfer, right? Like you see this big name, yeah, big recruit, big schools, and he concedes and goes to to Tulane. It is interesting. Shaz Preston, maybe more interesting because like he's younger and like maybe he hasn't produced because he just is younger. But, I don't know. There's a lot to wonder about there.
1: They also got a commitment, Go
2: on now. Did, did you recall the quarterback that they brought in through the portal?
1: Too late? Yeah. Yeah, Ty Thompson. Yeah. Who is their
2: O.C.? Because, like, I just imprint on them, like, the Troy coach that they hired. But he wasn't calling plays. Like, he was more defense. And, that they, like, they're – Chip over... Long,
1: I think. Is that who he Chip Long, yeah. No. Really? No. Hold on. Well? No, I don't think so.
0: That's Southern Miss. No, it's uh, Slade Nagel? Slade Nagel. Are they Maybe. keeping him around? I'm yeah. i just Googling
1: stuff right now. Okay. Football promotes Slade Nagel to offensive coordinator. That was end of January.
2: That would be so odd, right, if the, the new coach – I guess some are all – did he have Troy Roots? I can't remember. I can't, I can't keep track of this stuff. But not Troy Roots, so Tulane Roots – I feel like he did, he did work on staff previously, but it still feels odd that like, he's just going to promote OC from within. Why is it that? that? So I hear that name Slay Nagle, and I, I feel like it resonates with me historically, but then I look back at his path through life and I'm like, I don't remember this dude at any of the stops. Does he just <laughs> have like a flashy name? And like, if it sounds like a cartoon character. <laughs>
0: That's got to be it, because <laughs> me personally, I've never once thought about Slade Nagel in my life. Maybe
2: I'm just thinking of Slade Bolden. That might be it.
0: Maybe.
1: Quite possible. Yeah. Like, his, his biggest job prior to this was O.C. at Texas State in 2009, or yeah. 2010. So, like, Work. yeah. I don't know. He was at McNeese State for a while, but Interesting. But I, I wanted to bring that up because they were talking about, of course, the rumor mill when, when uh, Malachi went to Boise They're saying, well, maybe they'll bring Mario too because they need a receiver. And that didn't happen, clearly. But that would have – honestly, that would have probably been pretty nice because they clearly need a receiver, but um, – His expectation level wouldn't have been USC, Oklahoma. It would have been Boise State. And then you can thrive in a situation like that.
0: This feels like a definitely a better fit for Mario. I just don't know. You know, like you know, who are the late receivers that are being picked? It's it'll be interesting to see when we start drafting here in a couple months, like what those names Mm -hmm. are because you know there are a lot of things going for him, right? Like pedigree, there were some big Mm -hmm. games. He's got a lot of experience in Snap played. Um, so we'll see I mean it is an interesting thought in both places I'm glad he didn't go to Boise because Cam Camper stays alive right you know that right, would only right. make things messy for Camper. well that
1: was before Camper committed that that was, was kind of floated out there all right well I guess that's we can wrap it up here then um, unless there was something else I, you guys wanted to discuss
0: I mean these guys got two episodes in one week I think we can take like the rest right. of the month off
1: so right. yeah we're good cool all right, guys. Well, um, I, don't, I can't guarantee all three of us will be back on the next one, but um, there will be a form of one probably in the next week or so. So um, until then, see you guys later.